Jackie G. How are we? Jack Ginnivan. Yes. Um, I wanted to just start by just reading a tweet because I think there's like a lot of stuff that comes out about you in general. There would be a few tweets floating around. I'm Definitely, sure. man. Um, and you know, this one, this one's actually by an interesting guy. He goes, "Who is Jack Ginnivan? To the blind, he is light. To the hungry, he is food. To the lonely, he is company. To the sad, he is joy. But to me, he is everything. He is my source of life." Wow. It's a pretty nice one. That's deep. I know. That, that actually, is deep. That's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah. I see me riding the fields early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> um, I probably needed that. Yeah. Well, dude, like, we sort of talk about this, but, you know, how does it feel waking up on Sunday after a big game like that and just, you know, big crowd, big expectations, almost, almost pulled it out the fire mm. and unfortunately just sort of missed out? Yeah. It's a weird feeling to wake up to. Um, it's just a little bit empty, I guess. Um, you know, you try as hard as you possibly can for 120 minutes with your 22 best mates and you fall agonizingly close. So, um, yeah, it's um, pretty disappointing and just, yeah, sad in the time. But um, you've got to move on very quick in this game and um, our attention turns straight to Freo next week and um, at the G in front of our fans again and, they're that loyal that they'll all come out and support and there'll probably be 85,000 again. So, um, yeah, I'm keen for that. Awesome. Awesome. And that's another thing, right? Like, you've just been playing in sort of blockbuster game after blockbuster game with just huge crowds. Like, you like the crowds, right? You enjoy it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm curious because obviously I've, I think the loudest crowd I've performed in front, in front of was like my year 10 uh, speech competition it was about 45 people there <laughs> yeah. and it kind of you know there was a few laughs but i don't think i heard anyone cheering or chanting like run us through it like what does it feel like what is it sort of uh you know when does it hit you you know when does it sort of make you go okay i gotta step up or when do you block it out mm. and how do you balance it yeah well it's um it's a bit odd we've we've had the national anthem once this year for anzac day but um we had it again yesterday so that moment where you're just standing there and it's um, sort of like, it feels like it's silent, but he's singing the song. No one's really saying anything. It's just the guy singing the national anthem. And then like you're linked in arms and when he finishes, the crowd just goes berserk and you like run away and both teams spread. And um, yeah, that's an incredible feeling just to, you get goosebumps. Like, yeah, it's not a cliche. You actually do. Um, so yeah, that feeling once... Everyone's just so invested when they go to the footy. They're not there just to watch it. They're there because they love the game and they have a team they support. And um, yeah, they're so invested in it, which is really cool. I've got a question, actually. I've always noticed AFL players never sing the national anthem. But when I watch the Olympics, a lot of the international countries do. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. Maybe. Do you know the words? Do you know the words? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I remember singing it in year six. Like, we'd always. Oh. I don't know how your promise school worked, but like the preps would have an assembly at the start, uh, at the end of the day, like three twenty or the start. I can't remember. And the preps would sit there ones, twos, threes, four, five, six, and you'd all have to stand up. And one of the kids would sing it from year six. Yeah. And I, that's all I remember from. <laughs> Were you that kid? No, no way. <laughs> you weren't. That I was kid. the one in the, the cool kid in the back left corner, just <laughs> hanging out with my mate talking shit. So, um, yeah, I don't really know. It's maybe like a man thing not to do it. I don't, right. Like a, 
AFL, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, no yeah. idea. But I've always wondered. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, I, f- I feel awkward maybe seeing it as well. Yeah, like, okay. I, I wouldn't sing it, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and when you, um, when you sort of deal with the failure of losing a big game like this, do you have sort of a, a framework that you use to deal with it based on, you know, any big failures you've had growing up or any big games coming through the ranks? Yeah, I think having confidence in myself, um, I've always been a confident guy and backed myself in. So not from just me, but um, from the team as well. We're, we're like a process-driven team. So we'll get back in tomorrow and review it and then we'll just see what we could have done a little bit better. We're, we're a kick away from the best side in the comp. So yep. there's a lot of there'll be a lot of positive reinforcement to come out of the game. And um, going into the next game, we play Freya who have bet over there and there'll just be a lot of positive reinforcement I yep. think there won't be any dwelling on um the loss that's what it is for today Sunday where everyone's by themselves and they can sort of look back and think what they could have done better but once we're in on Monday it's back to work and um we're ready to go so you know you talk about positive reinforcement I just love that concept because it applies to really anything. It can be sport or it can just be your job or it can just be dealing with any sort of loss in general. Um, you know, just to kind of dig in, when you talk about positive reinforcement, is that something led by a captain or every single player or a coach or, you know, a therapist? How does that sort of manifest in what you get back to actually have positive reinforcement? Yeah, there's a few um, that definitely drive it. The, the captain, Scott Pendlebury, um, after the game, we got in... Um, just we all went to the locker rooms pretty disappointed because um, it's been weird. We usually go into the locker rooms, sing this song, all our families are in. It's so loud. But, yeah, it was a really weird, like, you walked in. I didn't even know what to do because against Sydney, I hurt my leg, so I wasn't even part of it. So um, I haven't lost since round nine or, like, round eight properly. Huge streak. <laughs> which yeah. is, like, crazy. So, yeah, we walked in and I was sort of just following everyone. Like, what do you just – yeah. So we sat in the locker room and everyone had about – Two minutes themselves, and then yeah, Pendles got us together, just the players, and said, "Geez, we're a good side." Like, literally, wow. what we're saying, like how, like how proud he was of us, and yeah, like I said, we lost by six points to the best side, the team that can't get beaten. There was no no chance we were going to win. So, um, yeah, definitely Pendles. He's a great captain. He's he's been elite for so long, and he was probably best on ground for us as well yesterday. So, um, and then the coach, obviously. Um, fly will always have that positive reinforcement he's a real um, he doesn't like to he's got this motto that winners only we don't act like losers so um, yeah what does that mean like to you to act like a loser yeah well he said it in his um, press conference after the game that a few of us were laying down on the ground Mm. um, Mm. and he he hated it so Mm. like in the just we're, defeated. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we don't do that yeah. um, sort of thing. We're, we're winners. So, um, yeah, after the game, he got us in a room and was like, don't fucking lay on the ground ever again. Like, And it was pretty, like, he was pretty aggressive with it. And it was probably good because we we don't we haven't acted like that the whole year, mm-hmm. even though we're doing it subconsciously. Like, I was on my... I was on my knee, like I was depleted, like, but a few boys were like laying down flat on the ground and just a bad look, I think. Um, so yeah, that was quick to change. And if we lose again in the next two weeks, no one will be on the ground, we'll have our heads held high and nah, that's how we want to be, I think, at the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And do you think, um, like in general, like when you're by yourself and you've had reflection like last night, 
are you putting those ideas back through your head as well? Are you reinforcing that in your own way? Yeah, hundred percent. I've, I usually, I was with a few boys last night and we, we just talk shit about the game and um, I, I, I don't really like being by myself after the game. It's sort of just, it can be a lonely place. I feel like so, mm-hmm. not that I can't be alone, but um, yeah, after the game when you're tired and you just. Yeah, stuff. Do you sort of want to just talk to a mate and um, same boat? Like yeah. if if something goes bad for our business, we had it like a, a you know a rough thing with supply chain or something's yeah. late or you know maybe an investor that we thought was going to invest and invest. It sucks. Like it's sort of like it sort yeah. of drops you down. And yeah. I don't. I mean, we we'll often like call each other just to talk about what we think happened and deconstruct it. Right. Mm. Um. You know, wearing anything. I feel like yourself and wearing it on your chest. Um. Like a problem shared is a problem halved, right? Yeah. And I definitely think that's like a, a great way to handle it. Like, do you, like in general, when it comes to, mm. you know, e- even if it's not business related, mm. like if it's something you feel shit about, you're like, how, how much time do you want on, on that to ruminate by yourself versus how much time do you think it's like good to start talking to people immediately? Yeah, I've noticed that the times in my life where I've just ruminated on stuff, even like a breakup with a girl or a failure at work, and you go into your own mind and you go into the different dark places there. And as soon as you talk to someone about it and vocalize it, it completely helps solve it or work through it in a much quicker way. Whereas your mind can just go into dark places. And if you let it go uncontrolled without mm. vocalizing it, 100%. it's uh, it can get scary. I call my mum. I don't know if you, if you do you have like a, a family member that's your first point of call when it's shit's going bad. Yeah, I love I, I love mum. Yeah, I'm a mummy's boy. Um, so, yeah, so I think that makes three of us actually. <laughs> so yeah, mum and my my um middle sister Meg, she's um we're basically like the same in everything we do. So she's younger, or older than you? Uh, older. She's yeah. twenty six. Okay. And then Brooks thirty eight. So right. When I want oh, cuddles, right. a bit of a gap between. Yeah, them. I know. Wait, so you're the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I want cuddles and just love i call brooke who's 38 and she's got the twin twin girls and a little baby judd so i go there and then when i want someone to give me advice and someone who's like close to my age who's been through that meg is the one to go to and mum can just overview everything so um yeah we've got a good family and dad can just be firm and tell me how shit i am or how good i am which is good (laughs) I think another big one that I've sort of started to think about recently is how I sort of value myself and sort of the identity of myself and how it's linked to all these different things that I do. Um, And I think this is something you sort of shared with me, but it's this idea that if you fail at one thing, you shouldn't let that impact your own self-worth. And I don't know, is that some, is that like a perspective that's crossed your mind when it comes to losing these big games and the identity of Jack G? Yeah, I think I'm still, I was talking to someone about this not, not that long ago. Like I'm still learning how big of a person I am now. Like I've changed, like my whole person, like who I am has changed from like, we were just saying it like from round one to round 22 or round, yeah, 24 now. It's like it's just like changed dramatically. So I'm still sort of like learning how to deal with things off field, on field that yep. like, it's going to have an effect on a lot of things. I've got to act more like an adult, like I'm a 19 year old. I feel like I'm sort of a kid from Castlemaine, but I'm also like, I've got to be an adult where I work and I've got to do things that maybe 
other 19-year-old kids can sort of get away with. Yeah, um, a lot of them would be studying, right? Like, yeah. I mean, when we were 19, we were at university. Mm. And, you know, we didn't have to worry about um, anything we did on social media or, you know, pretty much anything that mm. we did in any workplace that would be amplified by media. Yeah. Um, so we had time to work it out. And funnily enough, Raul sent me this, like, fascinating article about, is it the amygdala? Yeah, it's the it's a part of the brain that controls rational thought, and it only fully forms by the age of twenty five. Um, so prior to twenty five, it's still developing, um, and it's really funny because I have this friend who told me that he observed the age of about twenty five to twenty seven is this huge fork in the road moment for most young men. He's seen in Melbourne where you go from this like, you know, going out every weekend, just doing lots of stuff that when you hit 30, you're like, why the hell was I doing all that stuff, right? Mm. And then I found this article and I was like, oh, that makes total sense. It's because your brain hasn't fully formed and it's going through that formation period. But I was going to say, like, my biggest concern when I was 19 was whether or not I was going to get into Seven Night Club on a Thursday night. So you're doing doing well. Mm. You're doing well. With that, I'm, I'm a real spontaneous person, so that leads straight into just doing things like, after this, I'll be like, oh, let's do this. And then I'll be like, oh, it's boring. Let's do this. Like, I, I'm just, I'm always like, let's do stuff. I, I hate sitting down and, yeah, being by, like, being by myself. And people say, yeah, you need to take time for yourself. But I'm also like, what, like, why hang out with myself when I can go hang out with my mates? Like, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, well, I mean, it's sort of interesting. Like, when I think that idea, when someone says, you know, be comfortable with yourself, it's the idea that, you can sit in silence and not feel overwhelmed just by your own thoughts. Yeah. So like, is that something you feel um, if you're just kind of No, nah, I can definitely, like, I've definitely got a lot better at that at the start of the year. Uh, I've, I had a girlfriend, so it was like a bit different, but when we first broke up, I was nowhere. Like I couldn't mm. be by myself and that I was just get back on the breakup thing. It's just like, yeah, crazy. What were we talking about again with the breakup? Um, uh, your self value. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, just like being by yourself, that was a really hard challenge yeah. for me in January um, when we broke up and yeah, I was always like to my housemate, like come into my bed, just lay next to me, just don't talk to me, just lay next to me, <laughs> yeah. like sort of thing. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. um, I still sort of do that sometimes, just like someone that's like close to me. I've got this weird thing that I just need, yeah, people around me, but I'm also like, I can go out and do stuff by myself like i can shop mm-hmm. by myself i just don't really yeah. like sitting and doing nothing by myself sort of thing would you, yeah. would you say you're an extrovert then because one of the definitions of an extrovert is someone who sort of feeds off the energy of other people yeah i think yeah. so like i just love yeah i think i love other people people that i don't know i either i feel like i love you or like i don't care about you so if you're in like the bracket of i love you like if i'm friends with you i love you like sort of thing i'll give you my time and energy where if you're just in the middle i'm like oh like i don't really care yeah do you know what i mean is that like because it's just interesting you're telling me about you've got a really close-knit family so i guess like growing up was that just something you were used to having around just like loving caring people and so when you sort of leave them you know 19 to to move to a big city and, and sort of like for perspective, Castlemaine's like 50,000 people. 10. 10,000 people. Yeah. Right, that's a, that's a village. That's a village. That's a village. That's, that's tiny. That's super tiny. And I guess I'm curious, like, when you when you leave a place like that, is the first thing kind of like, wow, 
this is I'm in a, I'm in a different place. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember it to this day. Um, the first year was hard, COVID, living away from home, being a mummy's boy, getting everything done yeah. for you. Um, but you see, your your mum comes to like every game, right? Yeah, mum and dad yeah. come to most games, but it's sort of like I only get to see them for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then they go home. And it's something like we don't, like I don't think a lot of people get right. It's there. It's you don't just play on the weekend and train a couple times a week. It's like a full time job. Yeah, you know, like run us through it. Like you're, mm. you're training, like you get up, you you watching videos. You're, yeah, you're doing debriefs. Yeah, it's it's our our schedule's good now because we're in season and it's late in the year and we get looked after a bit, which yeah we need to because it's a tough sport. Like mm-hmm. our bodies are um, stuffed, but um, yeah, during preseason is a very hectic time. You can't. You literally can't do anything from Monday to Friday. It's just go, go, go. We do three sessions a week that are like 15K. Um, yeah, you do about 40, yeah, 50Ks a week. Running. Yeah. How many Ks are you clocking in a game? 15? 12. 12. Me. Yeah, yeah, for wow. me, half half forward. So, yeah, it's um now it's good. So, we like play on Saturday, day off Sunday, come in Monday, do the review. Um, and then that goes for like, say... 11 till 4 mm-hmm. um, and then Tuesday tra- training which is 7 till 4 and then Wednesday day off Thursday training 7 till 4 Friday's like 8 till or 7 till 12 mm-hmm. and then yeah we play on play on Saturday so it's pretty like full on it's it's a great job like don't mm-hmm. get me wrong um, you get a lot of spare time and um, but when you're at work it's very you're very into it and you have to be switched on and yeah it's not like i guess sometimes i guess an office job you can sort of just like take a second and be like if, yeah I think or you if do. you if you were me in my office job take 35 out of the 40 hours to yeah. switch off yeah. <laughs> do, do a bit and then just be like oh, chill watch a little bit of nba or something yeah but as is pretty good but when you're actually like doing the work when you're in the gym or when you're out in the footy track, especially when you're out training, yeah, you you know there's people watching. Like, mm-hmm. and for me, early days that was a big thing. It probably consumed me a lot. I knew the coaches were watching me. Like, I had to because I started from here. Like, I had to build up to there to get to play a game, sort of thing. So everything I did was I had to be better than the person next to me, sort of thing. And um, yeah, you nearly try too hard, sort of thing. Well, you know, talking about trying and improving, like. Um, you know, Rahul has this incredible analogy about Kobe Bryant and what what he did to shoot, right? So, like, um, I don't want to do it injustice. So, how did, so you're talking about he, yeah. he, he would... Yeah, it was really interesting. I have been, like, deep diving Kobe because the one thing that stood out to me about him was, you know, he wasn't the number one draft pick. He came straight out of high school. He was traded, I think, in his rookie season, so signalling maybe he's not that valuable mm. or that much potential. But he said when he got to the NBA, he realized that once everyone gets to that point, they sort of give up because they make a million dollars. Like they're all on million dollar contracts and they've made it, right? And so because they give up, he felt he was like, this could actually be easier to stand out in the NBA than it is in college or high school because everyone's made it. But, and then he said, how do I stand out? I'll stand out through hard work and consistent effort 
And ultimately, the way he did that was he took a very analytical approach and he sat down with like the coaching team at the Lakers. They mapped out the court and he describes it as he figured out the game of basketball was a game of geometry and angles. And so they mapped out all the different places you could shoot on the court and then they ran the data to see what the percentage likelihood <clears throat> of hitting a shot was from each point for his position and so then he picked like the top Freaks five them. and then he's like I would just go to those spots and hit 10,000 shots and so he said by the time it got to the playoffs game seven and I was in that spot I'd already hit it 10,000 times like the yeah. only difference was the crowd but it was easy for me by that point because I'd put in the work yeah that's unbelievable it's yeah I wish we could do that in footy but footy's a bit more you can't mark it there, there and there, but Kobe, I w- like, I wish I was around when he was like goaded. Yeah, like I was a bit young. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I knew him, but like I was, I was too young to like yeah. fully appreciate him. Where like I can fully appreciate LeBron. LeBron, yeah, yeah, and like twenty sixteen finals, like yeah. LeBron twenty eighteen, whenever he won. Yeah, he's won that many. So, um, w- would you say footy is a game like they say basketball is a game of angles and hitting these shots? From my perspective, it feels like footy is a game where being a good runner is like one of the most critical aspects of the game. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that's half the battle. Um, like I feel like I'm fit and like, but I don't know. You get through the regular season and I like I was feeling pretty good and. Um, then finals is like, I don't even know how to describe it, like 50% harder. Like, mm. it's just like... Is that because everyone's just playing yeah, harder and yeah. stepping just up? Yeah, just think or? about like how the last, like our final games in the last five minutes, that's how it is the whole game. Like, yeah, right. it's just like consistent, like go forward, bang, 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 speed. Um, you don't get a break. The whistle doesn't get blown as much. So the ball's just up, back, up, back. Um, I've been cramped in like 10 weeks and... On like yesterday, I started cramping in my hammies the last five minutes, and you haven't cramped in ten weeks. Yeah, like wow, for ages. So like, I feel felt like pretty conditioned and like good to go. And you get to it, just sort of like gives you a little bit of reality check. Like, yeah, you know you're good, but there's still this much to go if you want to. Yeah, you know, play finals and play good in finals. Um, anyone can play good in the first half. Mm. Um, because everyone's feeling fine and fresh, but. So the second half where people step up and that's where the great players are. Yeah. Made. Yeah. And what do you um like you know, what do you do to prepare for that, knowing that you get that reality check now mm. and you know, you've cramped up. You had a I mean, you had a banger the weekend or the the game before that against Carlton. Yeah. Where, you know, to pull that out of the fire um was just unbelievable. Um you know, you're you're going in on a high, you're coming off on a low. And as well as that, you have a bit of a knowledge that actually, shit, this is harder physically. What's um, what's your thinking and framework for dealing with that? Yeah. Um, obviously, recovery is going to be big this week for me. Um, it's been big for the last however long. Once it gets to the second half of the year, recovery is extremely important. So I've got a few places I can go to and um, I've got some people that... Look after me, um, which is really good. I, I like doing a float. It just relaxes me. It's it doesn't really do anything. I think for your mind, right? It's just yeah, it's literally. Well, it's funny you say you don't like being alone, but that's like trapped in a little chamber yeah, of water yeah. for an hour, right? So I can do it yeah. by myself. But um, yeah, that 
that's a really just I, I fall asleep wow when I do it so that just it yeah. feels like when I get out of there I just feel very relaxed and mm. um, it's an incredible feeling do you meditate? yeah sometimes I need to do it more but um, I think not having sun has been a big thing I used to in COVID when I was back home I used to go out the backyard and just like sit on the fake grass and just legit look into the sun or lay in oh, the yeah. sun and do it vitamin D is huge yeah where like in the win- like in the winter and the cold like I it's just like doesn't feel the same yep. like doing it in a room. Mm. Um, do you supplement? Do you take vitamin D supplement? Nah, I don't. But um, yeah, when I get the house in Albert and I'm 500 meters away from the beach, I'll be going there in the summer. And I see perfect for you. Yeah, but going back to that question, the um, preparing. I think I got injured against Sydney in round 22, and um, that was like a big deal. And then the next week, I backed it up and played good. So I've got confidence. I didn't probably have my best game on the weekend. I did a couple of good things and um, I could have been a bit better, but I know that um, I've got confidence in myself for when I have a little bit of a down week or um, something happens and I feel not great with my body, I can back it up the next week. That's important. Like this idea of recovery, a lot of people burn out in our worlds because they think they can just keep pushing a little bit harder, do a little bit more work and, you know, it'll come out the other end well, but they always burn out. Um, and you know, we've talked about burnout between us and I think we've both had a yeah. time burning out. Um, it sounds like to me, you understand, and, and I think this is just like a sign of your maturity already as you understand the limit and then you have the confidence to peel back the, the forward energy to let yourself recover. Mm. You know, I think more people could probably yeah. do that, right? I think we both recently, maybe after the frontal lobe of our brain fully developed and we got the rational (laughs) thoughts going, but we became obsessed with uh, recovery, right? And like optimizing the the chemical balance in the brain, so to speak. And I think it all begins with sleep for us. Like my first job out of university was like this really, you know, desirable job, but we used to work 100, 120 hour weeks. I remember there was one week where I counted, I slept for like six hours for the whole week because we were getting some important document in or whatever. And I remember by the Friday, I just, I felt like I was hungover. Like I could not process anything that was being sent to me. And now the number one priority for me is eight hours of sleep and like getting the perfect sleep. And like I've, research this supplement stack like magnesium all these different amino acids that i take and when you get that perfect eight hours like your mood's great your focus is great like you just get stuff done more productively do you prioritize sleep yeah um probably i think that's a reason why i'm moving out as well um i'm with two two of my mates but they're they're on different schedules to me they do different things so um, yeah, I definitely, that's a big reason why I'm moving out. I'm also living next to a tram line, which is like annoying and this construction around my house and stuff. So I think getting into a, I'm in an apartment, so it's also like crowded yeah. and sort of stuff like that. So I think moving into this Alwood house on Friday will be really beneficial for me as a person and as a footballer as well, living with Murph, who's 22, and um, and Tyler, who's 22, a bit more mature than me and um, have some more life skills and stuff. And it'll be good to feed off them and, um, yeah, move into the next chapter of my life and sleep well. Sleep. Yeah. LG has a crazy sleep routine, don't you? 
Well, I, I track my sleep with this thing. So that's like a aura ring. Oh, yeah. A few boys have that. Yeah. Is that the heart rate as well? Heart rate. Yeah. Um, heart rate variability. And then it tells me like pretty much like how much REM sleep I'm getting and how much deep sleep I'm getting. And I can tell if I'm on a blue screen, um, you know, half an hour before bed, my, my, my REM just drops off and I don't feel like I've slept as well. I can always get a good deep sleep. Um, and I'm good at very much like sort of calming myself down before bed. I meditate. I like to breathe slowly, um, you know, kind of like put away whatever happens on the day, turn that off. It's taken me, you know, 10 years to learn how to just compartmentalize. Could be that I could lie in bed just thinking about what I didn't get done during the day till like, you know, 2 a.m. And then you just have to get up at 7 and you're, and you're kind of fucked. Um, but now, yeah, like my biggest flex probably when it comes to anything physical is I have averaged eight hours of sleep for the last like two years almost. Yeah. So it doesn't get better than that, man. Legit. <laughs> yeah. Can you sleep in now? Ah, uh, nah, not really. Yeah. No, nah, I can't sleep in. And it's not, apparently sleeping in isn't advisable. So one of the, are you familiar with Andrew Huberman? No. Nah. Recommend, I can send you some of his stuff, but. Shout out Andrew he, Huberman. Shout out Andrew listening. Huberman. We'll get you on sometime in the future. But um, one thing he opened my mind to was that we are basically organisms that are in sync with earth and like earth's rotation around the sun. So the rise and the fall of the sun influences our circadian um, rhythm. And so when you're in sync with that, that's when you're getting the perfect sleep, you're waking up when the sun has risen. He says one of the most important things as soon as you wake up is most people might go and have a cup of coffee. He reckons wait for one to two hours. Yeah, I've heard that. Go and look at the sun. And like stand outside and get the vitamin D straight away. And he's like, that will actually activate your mind and your body and you'll be awake and alert. Mm. Um, and so getting into that regular pattern, when you sleep in, it throws that pattern out. Um, and so I've found by just getting that regular eight hours, even on a Sunday morning like today, yeah. I was just up at 7am feeling optimized. Nice, what yeah. time do you wake up? today you in general yeah um, oh well when i train usually seven or six forty-five, and then do you um, need an alarm to get up i just have one yeah, yeah. but like today i woke up at seven forty-five, right like without an alarm so i feel like my body clock is basically anywhere from seven forty-five. time to do you go to bed six forty-five. last night late it's yeah. hard to yeah that's the thing with the footy games it's yeah. hard to i went to bed at Oh, right. Yeah, it's like... And is that just the, the adrenaline still? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. A lot of players have struggle with sleeping and mine's like eating. So like I mm. ate after the game at like seven, but then you're still hungry. Mm. Like I was like chilling with my mates for till like 12 and then I went home and I'm like, oh, I'm that hungry. Like that's just how it is. How I'm, many calories are you burning in a game? Oh, that'd be a fair bit. I don't actually know. It'd be cool to like track that. Yeah. And, be fascinated. Yeah. What's your go-to meal once you've got well, to the field? We had a gr like we have grilled burgers, so oh, it's yeah. like oh, sort of like healthy, like yeah. pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, it was like twelve thirty last night, and I ordered like a pasta and a pizza, and just like smashed it down. With my <laughs> mate. I'm like, yeah, it's um, it's just like weird how your body's just like so high, and when you just talk about it, and like your body feels depleted, but you're not like mm. you can, you're still just like so alert to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I've heard the, um, 
not to drink a coffee like an hour. Yeah. And that's, I don't drink coffee. I drink coffee at lunch to get me through sometimes <laughs> when I'm tired in pre-season. But yeah, um, I more drink coffee to be the social guy. Yeah. Well, that's how I got into it. Like, yeah, 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 oh, you yeah. want to go get a coffee to yeah, a chick or... Yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> go coffee dates kind of guy. Yeah, I think so. Just yeah. like... In the morning. What's your, what's your go-to? You're like, we'll just, do you have a coffee spot you take? You're um, I haven't, I haven't got a particular coffee spot. I need to change it up just right. every now and again. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you also, you also get in like, you know, little brunch as well. It's just coffees. Yeah. I, I'm more of like, I'm either not lunch. I'm more like breakfast or dinner. Got it. So don't, don't Classic. waste me the middle of my day. <laughs> yeah. Get me in the morning or at night. And are yeah. you, are you the kind of guy that's paying for the, the first yeah, day? Uh, yeah. It's, it's I've, I actually caught up with this girl and a few times and she, she like gets really angry when I pay and right. I'm like, like she doesn't even eat anything or like we went out for lunch the other day, <laughs> bad timing, but, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like ordered food and she got a coffee and I got a coffee and then I was go- going to pay and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? Like people are just like weird about that. I think. Well, it's like, we, we've we, like, we talk about this a lot. Like men have. Um, kind of evolved in a way and sort of had the pressure of that evolution that maybe being what was traditionally seen as a classic gentleman is now actually more like a, a sign that a, a woman can't do that herself. Yeah. Which is like disappointing because it's not well, like, for me, like I, I'm just like, in that instance, I was like, obviously I'm just paying for it. But like in any instance, I'm like, oh, just be nice. Like, oh, definitely. If, and especially if I like was like asking her to come. Yeah, I'd, classic I'd be, gentleman. Yeah, I'd be like, classic yeah. gentleman. Yeah. Um, have a good night. Like, I can get it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see each other. Like, if it's good, we'll see each other again, and maybe you pay the next time or whatever it is. Like, sort of just chills. And why? Why a coffee date over like a few espresso martinis? Um. Oh, well, it's hard for me in season. Yeah. I think in the off season there'll be a lot more dinner dates if yeah. I go on some dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but You're taking yeah, some time off. I know. Yeah, yeah. when I'm in Europe, I'll, I'll go on some dinner oh, dates, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to find some uh, women. But um, yeah. in Sweden, might go down to Sweden. Ooh, yeah. Well, you got the blonde hair, so they might I you know. might be able to pull it off. They might, they might think you're yeah. one of them. I know. No one knows me over there, so it'll really humble me if no one <laughs> likes me. Or not, so um, that'll be a good reality check. Mace a good looking dude. Yeah. So that's yeah, right. So, but yeah, dinner dates are, I feel like dinner dates are a bit more like formal and like, okay, this could be like, even yeah. if it's a first date, you're like, okay, this is like. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you think, man? Cause like, I think like. A bit different for me. I'm 19. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was going to get to, right? Like I now personally, oh, I don't like, if I'm going to go on a date, I don't really want to be drinking in general. Cause I find alcohol, you know, you can get a bit silly and you just sort of end up so. like, you know, talking dumb stuff like alcohol has its place and it can be fun but you know first date drinking everyone's a little bit nervous anyway you know don't know if that's always good i think it's like nice to you know meet someone and do something just sort of different like go for a walk or you know um definitely get a coffee that's easy as well right if you just want to talk um but i don't think there's anything wrong with saying let's go get dinner it's like sharing a meal is like a very personal thing Mm. you know and it seems like um, well, I, I, look, I know for sure I wasn't taking like me to go out for dinner when I was 19, couldn't afford it. Mm. Um, but then also like, I would think that, you know, my anxiety around the date was so severe 
that I just, you know, couldn't imagine just like not having a drink or doing something that just sort of let me escape from that. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you get that kind of now? Now yeah. I have no problems with it. Right? Yeah, I was actually speaking to a girl not long ago about I don't get nervous around anything really. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, literally it's any. always been like that. Yeah, case. I think so. There's the only t- times I remember being nervous is around the first game I ever played in AFL. Mm-hmm. It was a nervous time. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just don't feel like I get nervous. And then she went on to be like, you know, that's apparently it's not that good of a thing to not be nervous. She was talking about like, it can, mm. it's yeah, like leads nah. into like being a psychopath. Like not empathetic unless, and stuff. Unless, unless Jack states a psychiatrist and, you know, shout out to her and I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> nah, I think that's like an extreme reaction to someone being confident. Because I, I absolutely do not get nervous on, you know, any any interactions with people now. doesn't matter who I'm meeting. Yeah. You know, if it's like a, a, a senior leader at a company, if it's, you know, famous athlete, if it's just anyone, it doesn't matter. Because I think the point is, is that ultimately they're just human as well, right? So why should you have to feel nervous yeah. around them? I think, like, you know, feeling excited is a good thing because you're excited to see mm. that person. Um but, you know, it's not your job to have somebody um, make you feel a certain way, right? And if they're saying, oh, because you don't feel a certain way, you, you don't feel in the first place, yeah. that's probably them just projecting, right? Yeah. You know, they're mm. nervous, so yeah. they want you to feel nervous. And I'm also, like, I'm not going on a date, like, to be nervous, I think. Like, when I go to see someone, or, like, if I'm going to see someone, like, I'm going there because I feel like I want her and, like, yeah. get to know her or whatever it is, like, even at even a guy or like I haven't seen in a while or just, I don't know, anything. It's like, I'm not, I don't do things just because like I do it for a reason sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm not here because I don't want to be here. Like yeah. I'm here because I want to talk about shit and I want to have right. good did, chats. On that date, did she say she was nervous? Um, Is that how that came up? Nah, we were just talking about it in general. Um, it was actually just a few days ago and she was just like, I was talking about not getting, she was asking me if I was nervous for the game. I was mm. like, oh, nah. And then she's like, oh. You know, that's not a good... Like, that leads into, like, psychopath. No, about this girl, man. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. She's fine. Yeah, okay, but, um, okay. it was pretty, I was like, oh, psychopath. And then we were just joking about me being a psychopath. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, um, you definitely... It sounds like you have a high appetite for risk and not being nervous in front of risk, though, right? Like, mm. I mean, even physically, you're putting yourself on the line a little bit. Like, that's... I wouldn't um, put my head in the way of some of the tackles you're putting your head in the yeah. way of, right? Um, so clearly you're not too nervous about, you know, harm to yourself, it seems like. Do you worry about that? Are you worried about just like what's going to happen to you for some of these guys? Um, these big dudes, man. I was watching it with you and there's some guy on there who I was like, that's, you know. Some big boys. That's Fester, you know, that's Lester Adams. Yeah. That guy's huge. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Lurch. You know, there's like seven foot tall dudes yeah, just yeah, like yeah. running around the field. Yeah, there is some big, big guys. Um, yeah, sort of. My... My neck has been like sore in the middle part of the year. I've sort of gone away from the high free kick. There's always a couple instances the last few weeks, but um, yeah, I've gone away from it heaps. Um, I might get one off, mm-hmm. one a game where like I was. There was times where I was getting four and five. People um, loved you for it. Yeah, <laughs> built the brand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my neck was actually. I, I have to do neck exercises. Um, which oh, is really? pretty crazy. What What do you do for your neck? Yeah, me and Brody Grundy do it because he had a bad neck. Yeah. Um, you get this like band around your head and you just like, you have to sit up straight like this and 
you just have to literally like go like okay. that and like each side like go back and go forward I've had those I've had a slip, yeah, yeah, slip yeah. disc in my neck yeah there wouldn't be much worse are, are, they, are they scanning your neck as well after stuff like uh, that nah I haven't scanned my neck because there hasn't been like a significant like oh like this I know it's bad it's just like no it gets pain. very nah it just yeah. gets very like jammy yeah like through through Jeez. this part yeah that's tough have I've you got, ever have you heard of the iron neck have you seen no. that device no. joe rogan loves it it's like this um shout out joe as well this like circular thing that you put over your head yeah and he reckons it's you hang safe. weights off it yeah and, you know oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 I've, yeah. I've i've heard of that actually yeah. like doing yeah. these ones yeah. it's pretty funny face yeah making it like <laughs> <laughs> rogan doesn't mind He's yeah like, yeah but you you, you, t- you said something that like i don't think we've asked you about and i'm fascinated by it it's like the, the brand being built but at the same time you know you're just trying to play footy and um behind that there's just been just immense amounts of of media and and, and frankly like some pretty mean stuff right yeah like how does that make you feel yeah it's definitely been a change that i've had to deal with it's just like even yesterday there was a free kick that didn't get paid to me <laughs> i was with the next to my mate and he's like if it was anyone else wouldn't be talked about and there was like seven articles about it it's just like yeah a lot of people were saying that right it's like how, like why and like yeah it's just like weird for a 19 i don't know remember the last 19 year old kid who had this many articles about him um it just feels like every week there's something new to write about jack him and, yeah um, which is okay but it's just like it just gets very consuming like i i'm Drew, the recipient mum, does she read it? Yeah, my mum, yeah, my, my psych who's at the club actually is like in good contact with my mum and because right. she got, ver- she got very, I don't know, anxious about it or just, Fair enough. she's like lives away from me. She yeah. like mm. all her, all her kids are away from home now and she's just like the little, the little son that's in the big leagues and over in Melbourne by himself and um, yeah, she gets anxious about it and hopes I'm going well and so they talk a bit and yeah, it sucks for my family as well. It's just like sort of changed the whole dynamic of our family a little bit. Like people, Meg goes somewhere or Brooke goes somewhere. It's like, oh, you Jack and sister. Like right. who mm. wants to be na- like, yeah, that's the shittest thing ever. Like it's like, no, they're their own person. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. I'm Brooke. Like, yeah. no, I'm Meg. It's just like annoying shit like that. Um, which is like frustrating. I feel like for them, it's because I would hate to be, Different. Um, yeah, sort of named like that, but um, or are you Jack's dad? Like it's just like oh yeah, but I'm d- Craig sort of. So, and even like yeah, back home it's just like consistent like, mum getting asked like, is he like is he a ride or like is this or good luck? They for would the amplify it because she her, yeah. her echo chamber is just people who who probably do care. Yeah, sort of going and saying oh is he actually all right? Yeah, you know, a mum's thinking I need to go and find my cub right yeah. and, and that's what mum's like we, mm. we've had like you know a couple you know like one bad review on the internet with our products and my mum's just like upset about that so you know yeah. i can imagine what it's like if like yeah. you know you're getting booed right in front of a crowd when you're injured mm. like that's um you know that's tough and and it was really interesting because it was so polarizing itself but the one thing um that wasn't really taken was that everyone agreed like you know, we should be kinder to people in general. So does it feel kind of like, whether you like it or not, you're, you're becoming a, uh, I guess like a ambassador for the idea of how to treat people. 
right? Mm. Because even if someone's not a Collingwoods fan, they kind of agree, like, you know, would you go and, like, flare up a 19-year-old who was just, you know, on the street and be a dick to him? Yeah. Probably not, right? Yeah, it's a crazy world, the media, how they can, I don't know, make someone feel a certain way. Um, And, like, it's so easy for people to be like, oh, don't read it. Mm. Like, do you read it all? Nah, like, I've I've got heaps better at not reading it, but, like, it's so much shit that comes up, like, who, like, sometimes maybe I want to scroll through Facebook and see what's going on in the world, or Mm -hmm. Twitter, or Instagram, but... Don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Don't, do not go, never go on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's. The really interesting thing about the media is that when the internet came around and articles that could be tracked with clicks and that type of thing is that um, they were able to study what emotions would make an article more successful by way of how many times mm. it's shared, how many times it's clicked on, like how long someone spends on it. And they used this like emotional framework, emotional valence matrix and what they found was that articles that um create shock or like really hyper emotional articles controversial controversial, are going to perform the best and then if you think about a journalist right who's writing for one of these things and they need to perform right and performance is now tracked very carefully by how many clicks and shares and whatnot the journalist has this incentive to be hyper sensationalist now And so they're going to fixate on these topics. And so like during COVID, I was always watching the news and reading it every day. But then once I started to think about this, I was like, I don't even know if it's news anymore, if it's just clickbait, like junk mag stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Like there's been some instances where like you walk in, just like it's very consuming. Like you walk into the club, there was one time and um, like there was like five people around me, like with the mic, like up here, like they're just going like, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone's just sort of, it's like, it gives you like mad anxiety. Like you walk into the club and you're like, you know, when you like start to sweat, like mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit and you're like, panic. <clears throat> yeah. Like literally panic. Um, yeah. That was, that was walking into the club. And then I reckon the next day I was walking out of the club and I went this back way where like, cause I knew they were out there and I was trying to get in my, I was walking in my car and then I just saw them like running towards me. It's like really weird. Like they're literally camera guys sprinting towards you, journos like, and then, yeah, they're just barking at you and it was, yeah, for stuff. And I was like, I can't get to my car without being, so I like sprinted back to Isaac's car, got in his car and like, there's a photo that's like, I can't even get in my car. Like they're literally on my door. It's just like, yeah, like you said, they're just trying to do their job, I guess, which is, Mm. it's weird. I don't know how I would feel about doing a job that makes other people feel anxious. Panicked, yeah. I'm not not sure how I would feel about doing that. You got to go Kanye West on them and just (laughs) knock the mic out. Yeah. Get out of my way. I don't know. I was actually like, like, what what happens if I like, if I just say like, fuck off. Then like well then they've got a video of you. Then it's even better, right? Yeah, it's even better. It's gonna go viral on TikTok. Exactly. Like that's I've been that close to just being like, Mm. like get the fuck out of my space. I reckon reckon you just gotta like lap it up. Just embrace it. Just be like, there is times where like I lap it up. It's like it's more the ones where they're just like in my space. It's Mm. like oh, like it makes me a bit anxious. But 
when it's like out there and it's just like like the booing stuff for some reason like didn't affect me at all mm. um but there's ones where like people like i don't know just like say like little shit that isn't true i think that's the worst bit when it's not true yeah. then you're, you're like about fans now you... oh just a- anything fan right. like comments of like or just like in the media when they twist a story to and it's not like yeah. aligned with what actually happened mm. like that's a big thing where i'm like that's when the media is fucked yeah i see what um, you mean. Where if it's like true and it's like, yeah, okay, fair, play on. But if, yeah. You know, know, and you are handling it though. And you, you've mentioned uh, the psych a couple of times. Um, you know, I've seen a psychologist, uh, best thing I ever did in my life, mm. just dealing with anger. I think people don't realize how angry everyone is. You know, everyone's got a little bit of anger in them and anger doesn't mean flipping this table and yeah. like losing. It just means h- holding on to this kind of resentful energy for a long time over small shit as well. Um, and understanding how to separate those emotions so you can get back to your job. And, you know, he was a um, performance coach uh, and he helped me perform in my work so that I could, you know, do what we do and have the stress of building a new company. Uh, and it's been what it was, you know, I would recommend everyone does it. Mm. What's your experience, you know, with a psych? And yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of people that I know now that have gone and seen a psych. I, my ex-girlfriend... Christiana, she's, um, yeah, went and saw one, which is good for her. I hope she's going really well. Um, awesome. Even, yeah, myself, I've never spoke to a, a psych um, before. And, um, yeah, the, the club psych, she's a she's very confidential. She's got her own office up right at the back of the club. Um, she works with Melbourne Storm and um, Collingwood as well. And she's, yeah, regarded as one of the best in sports australia i guess so um yeah she's incredible jackie I was, yeah, i've had a lot of chats to her this year just because of everything and um yeah there's times where you just yeah you can't really be bothered playing this is a bit earlier like round seven to ten so feeling like down depressed yeah almost. yeah literally um yeah there was a week where i didn't play against bulldogs um and the week before i was there was a lie about me being racist, which wasn't true. And just like random shit like that, mm. which made me not play the next week. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just like, you feel so isolated when shit like that happens. And then, yeah, but she's been really good for me. Um, she's an incredible person. And yeah, like you said, I recommend yeah. people that even have little, not even anything wrong with them or they, they think they're perfect um, yeah. and fine. Just go speak to them about that. Like, Go speak to them how well you're going. 100%. Now. You don't um, need to have... An yeah. external source, yeah. You don't need to be, like, at the cliff's edge, you know. No. Nah. You, you just need to um, really know that if you if you feel like there's things you could improve on, I love this analogy, right? Like, if you're trying to get fit or get in shape, you'll go to the gym or you get a personal trainer. Mm. If you're trying to get your mind right, it's like getting a personal trainer for your mind. Yeah. Right? And that can get you ready. What's like a... Uh, you know, f- for me, like, and this quote just never left me, um, you know, and it's something I took out of out of my therapy, which was that um, no matter what the outcome was, if your self worth wouldn't change, then what would you do? Mm. And for me, that was like, well, shit. If my self worth doesn't move based on any ups or downs, I'll do anything. Yeah, and there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no boundaries. Do you have? Were there any aha moments with your therapy that you went, okay, like I'm ready to get back out there and I feel good? Yeah. Definitely. There's, we talked about, um, just smiling, just like, just living easy. in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Just easy. Just smile. Um, and it was after, 
was before the Port Adelaide game. We just had a big focus on um, smile, be happy. Who cares if you get tackled on the ball? Who cares if you get tackled high and they don't pay it? Just get up, smile. The umpires are against me a little bit. They were or they still are or whatever it is. Um, there's there's always a little bit of, oh, it's Jack, let's not pay it sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, just I went out and smiled and I got tackled on the ball and got tackled high and didn't get paid. And, um, yeah, it was sort of just... <laughs> There's a video, eh? I'd literally get tackled and smile and get up and I played, I kicked a couple, I kicked three goals and um, yeah, it was just due to smiling, getting back to what I love and um, because I love the game of footy, it was just that maybe my mind or focus shifted a little bit with all the bullshit going on and um, it's good to be back in a good space and um, yeah, loving the game that I always loved since a little kid, I think. Yeah. It's awesome. I reckon there was another one... No- to not to overquote my man Kobe, but um, mm. there was another one I heard him say where they were asking him about controversy surrounding him. There was this playoff series, I think, where he had like five air balls or something ridiculous, and everyone was like, you know, how bad are you at basketball? You can't even hit the ring. And he said that the way he got over it was to say like, get over yourself, right? Realize that like most people don't actually allocate that much of their mental bandwidth towards you in the scheme of a week. Um, They might, you know, read the article, but then after that they've moved on and they're thinking about other stuff. And once you realize that, you realize like actually this isn't that significant and a lot of people aren't really thinking about it that long. Mm. And then if you put that into the broader context that like, you know, we're going to live for like 80 years on earth that's been around for like a billion plus years and there's probably other earths out there with other people like it all really doesn't actually matter that much yeah so it's not worth worrying about legit it's such like a 24-hour thing it's like it's in news for 24 hours and then it's gone sort of thing it's not not a lot of things linger around for much exactly. longer than that exactly gee that's a good way to be mindful so i mean <coughs> Obviously, you got a full footy thing going on. Um, you got some stuff going on outside of footy as well. What's um like? What what interests you? You know, like you've you've mm. you've told us a little bit about like business interest and mm. and stuff like that. How do you think about business? And how do you think about you know um you know you're you're making money and how do you think about investing money and kind of growing and commercial stuff? Yeah, it's something I haven't put a lot of thought into yet. I need like I need to yeah. I'm starting to get to that age where that's real so um yeah i'm my next i want to buy a house i don't know if i'm gonna buy in castlemaine or um melbourne yet so that'll be a decision me and me and my manager and all the right people do shout out to john yeah real. i know john's a goat so john's the goat yes. i'm a big fan of that guy. yeah great guy um so yeah i'll do that and um which would be really cool but outside of footy it's just sort of very chill relaxed spontaneous person um, yeah, like hanging out with my friends a lot, cafe, like just sitting there for, we could go to a cafe for two hours, three hours and just sit and good chat talk. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not forced. It's just, we're just talking about everything. And, um, I like it on op shopping. So op shop, vintage shop, like going into painting stores and all these random, like, you like va- color, right? Yeah. Vase stores. And so when I move into my new house. A few vases in the new house? Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'm getting a record player as well. Oh, sick. 
my mate just bought me a record, Lord. Yeah. So, um, like what music Lord, do you like? Did you say Lord, the New Zealand singer? Lord, yeah, the chick? yeah, yeah, she's awesome, yeah, incredible. She's voice. Um, ribs is my favorite, yeah, shout right. out to Lord if you ever watch this, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she's from New Zealand, so yeah. Um, down for is us. that the sort of music you're into? Though? Yeah, I've got a very rogue music, yeah, I like, I can listen to a lot of shit, I like house music, <laughs> um, and then just like, yeah, Lord, Chet Faker, Sticky Fingers, yeah, um, yeah, it's Spacey Jane, depends what mood I'm in, yeah. But, if I'm happy and up and about, I'll listen to house music. If I'm just chilling, driving, I'll listen to that. Just like Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Mm. Like just that sort of sh- stuff. Just easy. And now I can listen to like jazz, like 80s jazz. Yeah, okay. Which is really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. like started to just, get... You can just chill out to it. Yeah, it's not even like anyone singing. It's just like yep. the beat and like yep. that like saxophone hits me. Yeah, cool. Any oh. any girls that play saxophone, <laughs> yeah. come on, come on, slide into the day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got the trumpet emoji. I, I was listening to some ABBA in the car here to pump mm, myself Yeah, like up. ABBA. That's a very ABBA's a go- you guilty ABBA? pleasure. Uh, when mum and dad are in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. We've got a bit of age. I was running out with enough. Pendles on my story. Um, and oh, we were just laughing. I was like, oh, what have you got on? Either Tiger or Queen or something. And then, <laughs> yeah, we were just joking about that because he's a bit older than me. <laughs> I've got Queen in my top playlist right now. Yeah. So yeah that one that one Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> that one's definitely real. Um, yeah, man. Well, look, I, I mean, I, I think um, just the way you think about life for someone your age is very mature, mm. you know, um, and it seems like you're taking every challenge and, and kind of collectively making that your own. But also, you know, you're very fortunate that you've got the right support systems. And a lot of people are fortunate to also have those support systems, um, but they should really just use them more, right? Mm, 100%. And I think also, like, um, to take the professional athlete's mindset here and take it to, you know, what you do daily. Like, And we like to think like this, right? We like to think we're professional athletes sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, have structure and, and stick to it and, and trust the process. You know, um, it's funny because when we we've always wanted to work with you, right, uh, with our brand tomorrow, and uh, we just had to slide in your DMs and do it the old-fashioned way. And mm. I think we were trying for like months. Sus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack's like, "Hey, mum, there's this there's these guys messaging me. Want to put stuff on, offered on to our take you to Nobu <laughs> or something? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You should that's have taken the, me up on that offer. That's, yeah. the, that's off the table it's now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, um, it's weird how how it just works, and um, you know, it's just like. For you guys, like, you're just shooting your shot, which you have to, like, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you just, I feel like with anything, you give it a go. and 100%. It's so our like rookie it. year as well, man. Yeah. It's our first year in business. Our so rookie season. Yeah, we've yeah. had a few breakouts too, right? A few breakouts, yeah. So, yeah, it's all a process. Yeah. Love it. Good, man. Shout Good. out to tomorrow. Yeah, cheers. How's it going for it's you? It's my favourite. Jail moisturiser. <laughs> Making me look nice, is it? You're looking good, man. You're yeah. looking good. You know, um, I guess like, you know, acne is something that you're dealing with now, right? Yeah. And um, I've, I've, I mean, I've had it really bad, mm. you know, and it's sort of something that like, it's so, it's so interesting. We've talked about this in the office, like guys think it's funny to want to take care of themselves and use skincare. Yeah. Like, it's just nuts. Weird. <laughs> it's weird, right? And like in high school, is that something like? your friends would do like was was skincare discussed was it a um yeah it was weird like in in um like 
year 10, it wasn't like I never talked about skincare mm-hmm. because I had really nice skin mm-hmm. from like year 10. Like that was, I was like, no, for having like yeah. the olive, like beautiful. Olive Jackie Jenner. Yeah. The nickname, yeah. Um, I was really tanned. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. The would be me in year 10 that I just looked. I was hot, <laughs> like in year ten, and then still hot, Jack. Still are, man. Yeah, I was different with the long hair. Um, but then, yeah, once I got into like year eleven and twelve, um, year eleven, I, I was sort of like, oh, it's like shit starting to happen, and I didn't didn't really know what to do. And then in year twelve, I, when I when I got my girlfriend, um, girls are obviously pretty big on um, skincare and yeah. doing all that sort of stuff, and it's right about it. Yeah, so I sort of evolved into like year 12 and um yeah i was like sort of using her shit and um that's how i sort of started to get to know about it and then it got really bad and we were yeah trying some new new shit and um it was okay and i used bio oil for a long time okay um apparently that's all right but i actually didn't know anything about it like i just was like oh it's okay um do you know much about bio no i don't no 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 um so yeah, I was using that, but it was very like, it's not like, it's nothing like this. It's like, it's come, it's like the serum, but the serum, you know mm. how it like sticks, it is like nice and like goes into your face sort mm-hmm. of thing where the bio oil like stays on your face. It's very oily. Yeah. Oil is mm. hard to absorb. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't know if, yeah, I was doing my skin justice or not, but um, yeah. And then I never like this, like I use this four times a day. Yeah, well, four, that's a lot. <laughs> well, I, I love showers. So. <laughs> yeah. We have no hot water at home. Yeah, right. at night because oh, wow. we all love showers. Like, yeah, right. I literally, yeah. like I. Well, it's weird. Like, if I have a full day, like I wake up in the morning, use this, go um, outside and exercise and do my footy stuff. Come in, use this, and then we do gym. Go in the spa in the ice bath, have a shower, use this, go home. Well, it's working, man. Yeah. Keep it up. Like, man. it's like, it's just sort of something that, like, I use soap on, get the nice, like, smelling soap, the mango. Yeah, right. Or the strawberries and cream. Yeah. yeah Unless okay. Jack smells like Very mango. fruity. Yeah. I can smell it from here. Um, and Sweet then and delicious. Get that on you and then chuck this on the face and now I'm chilling. Yeah, good get shit, out, man. Put all the other do, stuff Do you on. reckon the breakouts and stuff were, like, hygiene related because you're sweating and working out a lot as an athlete or hormonal or like yeah a bit of both bit of both um definitely like yeah puberty from year 11 to 12 and then probably yeah not looking after my skin when you when you get to that like 16 17 age every a lot of things change and then i was obviously exercising more and i was trying to become an elite athlete so yeah that sweat and um i'd be training in the morning and then in the afternoon and then sometimes at night. Like it was pretty, like I was, I was going pretty full on in year 12, um, in year 11. So yeah, definitely that. But I'm in a, I'm in a good space. My Out of skin. curiosity, like how would you rate the, the hygiene levels of other players at Collingwood? Um, yeah, it's a lot of half, 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 half. Yeah. It's not, there's a few boys that there's a few question marks around, but <laughs> Um, yeah. no names no. yeah man oh me and Isaac use tomorrow um, Isaac's a big lover now because shout out Isaac he, yeah we love Isaac we he's um products, man. Just let us mm, know. he's he's got a beard so like he no one can see his like pimples I guess he, right. he's talked about that to me so 
Um, like it, it looks okay, but he, I, I'm pretty. I, I don't think he cared me sharing, but like he's, we were like, oh, clean shave your beard, and he's like, oh, nah, like my skin. And I was like, oh, so that's why I like got him on this, and we might see the the uh, beard the shave soon because he look he looked good with the with the braids and the no beard. I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he's a good looking character. He's a good looking rooster for yeah. sure. When we go to Europe, he'll, he'll be do on it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, man, like it's, you know, you guys aren't like. Like, you know, unique in this respect, right? Like, I would not go out. Like, if I had a breakout, it would prevent me wanting to go out to a party because mm. I was that, like, that self-conscious. And, you, you know, you talk to enough people, they're all the same. And then the only gap between that is, like, how you actually, like, taking care of your skin. You know, like, take care of your body. If you work out, you seem to take care of your hair. But people seem to miss out this obvious part that sort of covers your whole face, right? Mm. So, um, you know, if I knew what I knew now, I could have probably enjoyed being a bit younger yeah. and taking care of my skin better mm. there's um yeah i definitely went through that phase where like i only took photos like from here like you'd never see me i used to send like when i snatch out like I, i'd like send a photo from here and i'd be like great but like yeah now or like a few months ago or wherever it was i'd from year 11 to 12 i'd take photos like from like this compared like that mm. um just because i knew like down here mm -hmm. it was like bad which is like yeah that was a change for me like i'd, I'd hate getting photos of the side of my face taken mm -hmm. um so i love all my photos being like front on mm -hmm. um which is annoying but and yeah it's obviously starting to get better and um, getting really good mate you're looking good mm. yeah keep do, up with it. do you reckon it's a generational thing as well like do you notice it's more the younger boys that are into the idea of the caring for skin and more self-care versus the older boys at the club nah the other way really? around really yeah interesting i think so okay um yeah there's i know darcy moore looks like looks after himself really well ja and jamie they've got Oh, that soap I was talking about, and yeah, he's got stuff for his face. So, um, yeah, there's not many that have a skincare routine, I don't think. But um, yeah, there's there's a few. Yeah, the hygiene's very fifty fifty. Um, yeah, and it's we yeah. got to get that up to a hundred percent. I know. Boys. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I know. There's a few questions. Just wash their face. Yeah, a few question marks and a few players. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, man, you know, like like I always say, like you know what you do and how you work on it is is inspiring to me like you know I, I don't think you need to always look at older role models i think somebody that deals with such an intense echo chamber and this level of intensity of you know criticism and polarization as you do you you really do an incredible job of keeping it together and also just keeping it really simple and i think for me the takeaway is like smile more mm -hmm. you know i'm going to do that yeah. So I appreciate it, and you know, and thanks for coming in and doing this, dude. It's really appreciate awesome it. to, to yeah. link up with you. My takeaway is meditation. I'm gonna meditate more. Good man, that's a great one. <laughs> it's me. So. Sweet. Right, you got one for us? <laughs> Just keep sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> sleep more. Yeah. Easy as. Sleep, meditate, smile. Sleep, Done. meditate, Love smile. It. We can do that. Love that it. can be a little little motto. Little motto. The tomorrow, the tomorrow plan. That's it. Sleep, meditate, and smile. Easy, brother. Unreal. Thanks, thanks Jack. So awesome. Appreciate thanks, it. mate. We're good. Thanks. <laughs>